My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the Word of God is alive and active. The Word of God is alive and active. Listen to the Word of God with attention. And Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent His Word and it healed them. As the Word of God comes, we will be healed. We will be transformed and we will be blessed. In the first reading of today from Ezekiel 47, 1 to 2, then 8 to 12, we hear, The angel brought me to the entrance of the temple, where a stream came out from under the temple threshold and flowed eastwards. Since the temple faced east, the water flowed from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He took me out by the north gate and led me right round outside as far as the outer east gate where the water flowed out on the right hand side. He said, this water flows east down to the Araba and to the sea. And flowing into the sea, it makes its waters wholesome. Wherever the river flows, all living creatures teeming in, teeming in it will live. Fish will be plentiful. For wherever the water goes, it brings health and life teams wherever the river flows. Along the river, on either bank will grow every kind of fruit with leaves that never wither and fruit that never fails. They will bear new fruit every month because this water comes from the sanctuary and their fruit will be good to eat and the leaves medicinal. There is an alternative first reading. Let's take it also from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 9 to 11, 16 to 17. You are God's building. By the grace God gave me, I succeeded as an architect and laid the foundations on which someone else is doing the building. Everyone doing the building must work carefully. For the foundation, nobody can lay any other than the one which has already been laid. That is Jesus Christ. Didn't you realize that you were God's temple and that the Spirit of God was living among you if anybody should destroy the temple of God, God will destroy him. Because the temple of God is sacred, and you are that temple. The responsorial psalm is Psalm 46. We will come to take it later on as we progress. Now, in the Gospel from John chapter 2, verse 13 to 22. The Gospel is from John 2, 
13 to 22. Just before the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and in the temple, he found people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting at their counters. Making a whip out of some cord, he drove them all out of the temple, cattle and sheep as well, scattered the money changers' coins, knocked their tables over, and said to the pigeon sellers, Take all this out of here, and stop turning my father's house into a market. Then his disciples remembered the words of scripture, Zeal for your house will devour me. The Jews intervened and said, What sign can you show us to justify what you have done? Jesus answered, Destroy this sanctuary, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this sanctuary. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the sanctuary that was his body. And when Jesus rose from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words he had said. Beloved in Christ, this morning, today, we celebrate the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. Now, as we celebrate this day, Mother Church is reminding each one of us, God is reminding us through Mother Church, that you and I are Zion, the temple where God dwells. Zion in Psalm 132 verse 13, we are made to understand, Zion is the hill, the mountain where God dwells. It is also in reference to the new Jerusalem, Zion. So you and I, apart from the fact that we are temples of God, where God dwells, we can also be referred to as Zions. So you are Zion and I am Zion because God dwells in us. Because we carry God. We literally carry God. Jesus dwells in us. Colossians 1.27 Jesus lives in us. When we received baptism, we received Jesus Christ in us. So Jesus Christ, who is God, is dwelling in us. We are his temples. You are God's temple. I am God's temple. We are made to understand this very clearly. Now, if you come back to the first reading from Ezekiel 47, we are told the angel brought me to the entrance of the temple. Now, remember, the angel brought me to the entrance of the temple. This temple, we are told, refers to you and I, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. We just saw that in the alternative uh, first reading. So the angel brought me to the entrance of the temple. This temple, the angel brought in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, was a prefigure. It was pre prefiguring who we are and who we will be. That is the new temple. We are the new temples of God. So the temple here refers to you and I. Where a stream came out from under the temple. 
there was a stream coming out from this temple that the angel showed Ezekiel about this temple. The angel brought me to the entrance of the temple where a stream came out from under the temple. Take note of that. So the temple was there and a stream or a river was flowing out of that temple. We are made to understand. Now, this river, this river or this stream represents Jesus Christ. It was foreshadowing Jesus Christ. Remember in Isaiah 55 verse 1 to 3, we are made to understand that the word of God is water. And a stream contains water. A river contains water. So the stream that was coming out under the temple or from under the temple is in reference to God. It's in reference to Jesus as the river of life. John 7, 37. Jesus says he is the river of life. And anyone who is thirsty should come to him and drink. And he says, once you drink me, the river, you, once you drink me, who is the river, out of you will also flow living waters. Rivers will flow out of you. In other words, you will be carrying me and I will come out of you as you walk about. That is Jesus, the living water. Jesus, the river, the stream that Ezekiel was led to see by the angel. So it goes on to say, the water flowed from under the right side of the temple. Take note of that. This water was flowing out of the temple. The temple contained God. That is you, you and I. We carried water. That is God flowing out of us. Jesus is in us. Take note of that. He took me out by the north gate and led me right around outside as far as the outer east gate where the water flowed out on the right side of the temple. So take note of that. The temple that is the house of God was flowing out. What was flowing out of it was water. And who is in this house of God? God's house. So God is in his house. And you and I are now his house, his temple. So God is in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. God in Jesus Christ is in us. So water, living water must flow out of us. John 7, 37. Take note of that. We'll come to analyze more. Take note. Remember also even in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, we are made to understand that the word of God is like water. It's like rain. So take note of that. And remember Jesus is the living word of God. John 1, 1 to 3. Jesus is the living word of God. So as the waters or the rain come down from heaven, as it says, so is my word that comes from my mouth. So God likens his word to what? Water. So the water flowing also from this temple is also in reference to Jesus Christ already. Take note of that. It goes on. This water flows east down to the Arabah and to the sea. And flowing into the sea, it makes its waters wholesome. Now, we are told this water is flowing out from the temple and goes into the sea. So the sea here represents the world. And we are told that wherever this water goes into the sea, wherever it touches the sea, it brings life into the sea. Friends, when the world was in darkness, so to speak, God sent Jesus into the world, that is into the sea. And when Jesus came, he brought life. Jesus says, my words are spirit and they are life. 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. My words are spirit and they are life. John chapter 6, verse 63 to 68. My words are spirit and they are life. And remember, Jesus also says, I've come that they may have life. John 10, 10. And have it in abundance. So Jesus is this water who flows into the sea, representing the world and bringing life wherever it goes. Take note of that. It goes on. Wherever the river flows, all living creatures teeming in it will live. Did you hear that? Wherever this river flows. And remember I said the river or the stream represents Jesus Christ. So wherever Jesus goes, we are told that what? All living creatures, he brings life to them. Wherever this water flows, there is life. Wherever Jesus goes, there is life. In the same way, we must take note of that. And Jesus and his word are one. So wherever he goes, my words are spirit and they are life. Wherever Jesus is welcomed, friends, there will be life. Wherever Jesus is welcomed, there will be life. And that is why it will be a contradiction that there will be no life in the church. There will be no life in the church is a contradiction. If there is no life in the church, it is a contradiction because... The word of God is proclaimed day in and out. And in fact, the church, that is the temple of God, physical temple, so to speak, is the deposit, the deposit where God is. It, it contains God. In the same way, we as Christians containing the living word, Jesus, in us, we must be beaming with life. We must be so much alive. We must be full of life because Jesus himself is living in us. So take note of that. And that is why it, it, it is indeed a contradiction for a, a Christian to be sad. A Christian is supposed to be so full of life, so full of joy, because God is in us. God is in us, friends, if only we will allow him inside. And that is why, literally, in the gospel of today, we see Jesus entering the physical temple and realizing that there was no life in it. Why? Because they were not given, uh, uh, they were, they didn't give the word of God permission to dwell. They gave the word, they, they gave the temple of God out to animals and business and all manner of things. Instead of allowing the word of God to dwell in that temple, they fill that, that temple with all manner of things except the word of God. They fill that temple with animals. They fill that temple with businesses. And so there was no life in it. And so Jesus came, and because he is life, just like we are told in the first reading, wherever the water goes, it brings life. Wherever the river goes, it brings life. Jesus arrives in the temple and realizes that there is no life, and he is life. So he had to empty it, he had to bring life inside the temple. Friends, and just as he tells us, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. Now, before we even continue, in the second, in the second, in the alternative first reading, we are told that you are that temple. You are God's building. You and I are that building of God. So we carry God. I've made that point already. Now, when Jesus arrives in the temple, he drives these people away and tries to bring back life into the temple. Friends, in the same way, today, Jesus is longing to bring life into our hearts. Jesus, the flowing river, wants to bring life into our testy hearts and into our testy lives. Friends, the world out there is testy. 
There are many people out there who are thirsty for the word of God. Many people are confused out there. They are hungry. They are thirsty. And all they need is the word of God. Jesus Christ. What they need is Jesus. And that is why Jesus commissioned us and said, Go and preach me. Go and proclaim me to the whole world. Go and proclaim me to the whole world. Carry me to every corner and bring life. And bring life and give them life. Friends, are you testy? Is your marriage testy? Is your family testy? Is your parish, is your church testy? Friends, only Jesus can quench that test. Only Jesus can quench that test. And he says in John 7, 37, Is anyone testy? If anyone is testy, let him come and drink. He says, Is anyone testy? Let's read John 7, 37. John 7, verse 37. John 7, 37. On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, Whoever is thirsty should come to me and drink. As the scripture says, Whoever believes in me, streams of living water will pour out from his heart. Jesus said this about the spirit which those who believed in him were going to receive. Take note of this. That's John 7, 37 to 39. Friends, Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, whoever is thirsty should come to me and drink. If you are thirsty, go to the word of God. Make the, let us allow the word of God into our lives, our thirsty lives. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, he has been poured into our hearts. We are told in Romans 5.5. 5. Jesus will come inside and wet our lives and make our lives wet and make our lives meaningful. Is our marriage are our marriages breaking down? Are our marriages testy? Are our families testy? Let us allow the word of God. Let us make time. Let us spend time with the word of God. Let us allow this river of God, Jesus Christ, the living water, to take his rightful place in our marriages, in our families, friends. And we will experience life. We will see life. He says, I am the life. My words are spirit and they are life. Let us allow Jesus into our temples, into our lives. That is where he belongs. Friends, are our churches full of life? Are there revivals? Is there life in church? Is there life in our parishes? Friends, let us give room to the word of God. Let us place premium to the word of God. And the church has set the pace already. Every day the word of God is proclaimed. So it is a contradiction if there is no life, true life, revival, joy, power, peace, presence of God, God's presence in our churches. It is a contradiction if we don't experience the, 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 the reality of the gospel. If we don't experience the power of the gospel in our churches, it is a contradiction because Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And in Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 3, Isaiah 55 one to three it reads it says the lord says come everyone who is thirsty here is water come you that have no money buy corn and eat take note of that come buy wine and milk it will cost you nothing why spend money on what does not satisfy 
Why spend your wages and still be hungry? Listen to me and do what I say, and you will enjoy the best food of all. Do you hear that? That's from Isaiah 55, 1-3. God is throwing an invitation to you and I. God is throwing an invitation to you and I. He says, would you come to him and drink? Free of charge. Our duty is to make the effort and go to him. Friends, the world out there is thirsty. And you and I, we carry this water. That is Jesus Christ, the living water. Like the river, we are like that river. Jesus is challenging us to go into the world that is into the sea. And wherever we go, we must proclaim his life. We must give this life-giving water. Friends, you and I, our presence with people should bring freshness. Our presence and encounter with people should bring uh, freshness, should bring joy, should bring peace. Why? Because the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Joy, the Prince of Freshness, the River of Freshness is dwelling in us. And that is the mind of God for you and I. The living water, Jesus Christ, is in us. We are his temple. He dwells in us. So we are carrying this water. Remember, the world is thirsty and we need to give the world this water, Jesus Christ. And we are commissioned, Jesus commissioned the church, that is our mission, to go out and give this water to the thirsty world. That is sea, the sea. Look, people are dying. They need water. People are dying of thirst. They need water. They need Jesus. We must allow Jesus into us. We must allow him into our lives. And remember, friends, Jesus, just as he entered the temple that belonged to him and it was disorganized and he cleansed it. If we will allow Jesus into our lives, into our families, whatever is disorganized, whatever is not right, Jesus will take care of it. It's even interesting. Jesus is the light. So once he steps into our lives, every form of darkness must vanish. If we, will, if we will make time and allow Jesus and give him permission to take absolute control of our lives, of our families, he will take care of every form of darkness, every form of disorder into our, in our lives. He will take care of it. In our churches, in our workplaces, in our families, in our relationships, Jesus expects us to share him, to give him out so that there will be life wherever we find ourselves. That is the mission of God. That is the will of God for you and I. And that is what we are called to do. Remember, we are God's temple and God lives in us. And the responsorial psalm confirms this when it says, God is for us a refuge and strength. In other words, as Jesus is in us, we are protected and we are strong. He says, a helper close at hand in time of distress. God is in us. He will always help us. Take note. He says, so we shall not fear, though the earth should shake, though the mountains fall into the depths of the sea. Whatever is happening around us, God will take care of us. He is in us, first of all. He is in us. It goes on. The waters of a river give joy to God's city. Do you hear that? That's Psalm 46. The waters of a river give joy to God's city. Now, you and I are God's city. We are God's city. And the, our source of joy is from what? The waters of the river. And that is Jesus Christ. He says, the waters of a river give joy to God's city. So as God's city, God's temples, 
our source of joy comes from the water of the river and that is Jesus Christ that is his word in other words our source of joy is in the word of God our source of joy is in Jesus Christ our source of peace and security is in Jesus Christ God is within this mountain and it cannot be shaken. God will help it at the dawning of the day. Friends, are you going through trials? Are you going through difficulties? Are you over overburdened? The word of God is telling you that God is within you. Jesus is within you and that you cannot be shaken. Your burden, your problems will not overcome you. Whatever challenges you are going through, they will not overcome you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the psalm says... You cannot be shaken and that God will help it at the dawning of the day. Friends, God is in you. He will come to your help. He will come to your rescue. Don't give up. Stand firm. Give God permission. Give Jesus permission into your life. Give Jesus permission into the situation that seems hopeless. Allow Jesus in there. Just as he entered the temple and cleansed it, he will step into that situation and cleanse you also and cleanse it in the name of Jesus. The, 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 the last version, the last verse of the responsible psalm says, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come, consider the works of the Lord, the redoubtable deeds he has done on the earth. God will do a redoubtable deed in your life. God will do a redoubtable deed in your life. He will make an impact. He will give you a testimony. Jesus left an, in, an, an indelible mark in that temple. God will leave a positive indelible mark in your life. He will give you a testimony. Let us allow Jesus permission. Let us allow Jesus into our lives. Let us allow the word of God to dwell in us. Day in and out. In our personal lives. In our families. In our churches. Wherever. Let us give the word of God premium. Let us give the word of God premium. Let us give the word of God attention because Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. His word is alive and active. The Lord bless you and keep you. Remain blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember, you are God's temple. You and I, we are God's temple and God dwells in us. We cannot be shaken. God dwells in us. We are blessed forever. Wherever we go, we bring life because we are full of life. We are blessed forever in the name of Jesus Christ. It says that we will bear fruit every month. It means we will succeed. We will prosper. We will succeed in life. We will progress in life. That's what the first thing says. And their fruit will be good to eat and the leaves medicinal. We are supposed to be blessings to the world. Blessings to everyone we encounter. The church is supposed to be a blessing. You and I are supposed to be blessings to whoever encounters us in the name of Jesus Christ.